0: Imagine a sunny afternoon, you're lounging on your sofa in your living room, and when the light filters in, it's coloured. There are soft hues of reds, blues and yellows on the walls. Fills you with serenity, doesn't it? That is the aim that Sarus Nirhali wants to achieve. The founder of the online store Glasshopper, Sarus has been brightening up people's lives with products made from Tiffany-style stained glass that has been cut and stained, and metals like copper and lead that have been soldered. From jewellery like earrings, brooches, and necklaces to other trinkets like suncatchers, tiny little birds, butterflies, feathers, owls, and so much more, this lawyer turned glass tin artist is on a mission to remind people that handmade is beautiful. Welcome to the second episode of Mojo Maker Season 2, where we discuss Saru's journey as an artist, a teacher, and a person who just wants to bring some colour into people's lives. Because as she says, After all, what would life be without art? What would it be without colour? Hi Saras, thank you so much for being a part of Mojo Maker Season 2. We are very, very glad to have you here.
1: Thank you, Rahi. Um, I'm also looking forward, excited to uh, talk.
0: Definitely. So, at the onset, let's just start with your brand. What is Glasshoppers and when did it start?
1: So, um, Glasshopper is a studio in Bangalore. I started learning stained glass uh, in 2008. This is original stained glass. A lot of people, um, unfortunately, uh, think it is glass painting, which it is not. This is original stained glass where the glasses are pre-colored in a very high temperature in a kiln. So, these are glasses that are manufactured with color. And what original stained glass is that I cut these glasses, I grind them to perfection, according to the shape, according to the design. And I use metal, like uh, which is called solder, a combination of tin and lead. And I fuse these glasses together. I solder them together to make large door, window panels, lampshades. These three categories are the main work of my brand and at my studio. I also make sun catchers and a you know, lot of beautiful garden trinklets for home decor. So this is original stained glass. This is what we do at Glasshop.
0: So this is actually very interesting because as you said, right, it's not just glass painting. A lot of
1: effort is going into it. Um, is this any different from the stained glass designs that we see in churches? No, it's actually the same. So even at churches, when you see, it's not painted. The panels, the large panels that you see in the old churches, the vintage stained glass panels, that's exactly what I do. However, the panels in churches, uh, the features of the figurines are painted, only the features. Otherwise, the entire stained glass panel is made exactly the way I practice it. In fact, I make it exactly like those panels are made. We cut the glass, we grind it, we use copper foils. They are kind of stickers pure copper metal beaten into stickers so we use copper foils and then we solder it with hot metal till they stick together and it's a forever piece and this is there is no painting at all involved in that.
0: Thank you so much for going into such depth so when and considering it's such a complicated process when did you actually discover that you had a passion for it and that's something that you would you know maybe do for your lifetime?
1: i think i have been drawn to towards a lot of unique things things that i have always seen for the first time in my life i have been immensely drawn towards that so as a young girl uh, i got a chance to travel to the usa and that's when i first saw these massive large panels in almost all the churches that i visited in boston and I knew that this is not glass painting because I could clearly see the leaded channels, the lead cames, the solder that I was talking about around each piece wrapped carefully and all the pieces put together with help of those lead cames and the solder metal. I had no time then to, or the money to be honest to go learn from somebody and uh, I just kept dreaming about it for a long long time. Till I was on a break from work and I moved uh, for good to Bangalore and I started searching if somebody could uh, teach me. And I found a very good teacher who was practicing original stained glass. And that's how I learned. So I was actually drawn towards it a long time before. I think it was in 2000, so about 20, 22 years back. And I uh, learned it in 2008 for the first time. I started cutting. So, what was your experience like when you switched from selling in studios to selling online? I was uh, initially a little nervous uh, selling through my own website because I'm an artist. My work is artwork. I want to concentrate on 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 making my designs. I don't want the headache. Honestly. To sell my product, selling is different, marketing is different. I want to focus, although I can do that, but my main focus is to improve my work every day. I'm working in my studio, my mentality is that of an artist. So when Instamojo came, for example, as you have very rightly written that it is the simplest way to sell. And I think that's what I was looking for. I don't have to look into it again. Once it's sold, it's sold. So I think I appreciate the very easy way you've written it. It's the simplest way of selling. So I think that's what an artist needs. You That I keep working, I keep making. And someone else takes your way of marketing and selling. What else does an artist want?
0: I'm so glad that we could be a part of this journey that you had. And thank you so much for your comments. It really does make us feel like, yes, we are helping. Thank you so much.
1: Yeah, you are indeed helping <laughs> for a long time now. And as I said that uh, it strikes a chord. If um, it, it at least struck a chord with me that the simplest way of selling, it connects very well. well it connects more so when you start selling, when you have the Insta mm-hmm. Mojo experience. Considering this is such a niche craft, especially in India,
0: how do you spread brand awareness online? Um, how do you get people to trust you so that they can buy from an online store without hesitation?
1: I would say I'll go back to this thing that I was telling you—that not many people are doing stained glass, original stained glass in India. So there, there are not too many options of artists or brands to choose from to begin with. We are not a clothing brand that you know you have lacks and lacks of brands on all over social media there are very few there are two people doing it in bangalore there are about 12 or dozen of people doing in south india so i don't think there are more than what 50 to 60 artists in india then everyone has their own line of work not everyone is practicing original stained glass artist is combining glass painting with stained glass someone is doing glass blowing and putting into stained glass so there is not much of a choice to begin with honestly there are not too many options then the work then when people google for glasshopper when they know that this brand exists and is thriving for last 12 years from 2008 to 2022 then uh, the reviews that people give the followers on social media. So I think it, I'm sure it makes it easy. Plus, I'm a very honest brand to deal with. I take responsibility of any breakage, if at all. It is a very rare thing. And we return. There are these simple policies that I want people to trust us, you know, that everything is fair. That This is what building A brand takes, you know, this years of experience and how you behave with customers. I think that's the key. That's why we have about 80% of people are repeat customers every year. And that's how I think I've, I've built it. I've kept it very straightforward, honest and simple.
0: If with this podcast, we are hoping that a lot of, like, a lot more people discover and know about stained glass. And if they ever want a piece of this beautiful art, then they can shop from Glasshopper. And we'll ensure that the links are in the description of this episode.
1: Yeah, thanks. And you can shop from Mojo Glasshopper.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. So um, what are some of your best selling products?
1: Uh, best selling is our bird suncatcher i have lost count how many we've made i think we've made more than a lakh in last 12 years and that's something there are so many designs that were really popular but just because i'm a very finicky person that i don't want to see this I've, i've had enough i don't want this repetitive work and i just stop this you know whatever design after two years three years because i'm tired of it but uh, the bird suncatcher is something that people don't allow us to uh, stop. And that was the first suncatcher with copyright that I made in 2008. And I'm still selling it. I think that's the most popular. And on even on Insta Mojo, we have a lot of variations, color combinations of of the birds in uh, different forms with uh, birds on driftwood, four birds on driftwood, two birds on driftwood, single birds with about 10 color combinations. So I would say that Suncatcher is the most popular.
0: I actually read somewhere where you were describing the product and you're written so beautifully. So if I could just ask you, please explain to those listening, what is a Suncatcher and why were you so attracted to making it in the first place?
1: So the medium being glass and, uh, you know, uh, I I have nothing to hide. So let me tell you that this fantastic glass that I use or uh, most of the senior stained glass artists use comes from U.S. from a company called Spectrum Stained Glass. And Spectrum is known to provide glass to the entire world where in each and every corner of the world where there are stained glass artists practicing. It covers major Middle East and Europe. And there are about 600 plus shades and colors of glass. Now, glass is mainly the medium of light. And Spectrum Glass Company has made it very, very clear that this glass that they are making should be associated with any form of light, natural or artificial. So when the light passes through, that was the whole thing about the church panels also, if you look into it, you know, it's all about light. And when light passes through it, artificial or sun, natural sunlight, the glass color spreads into the room. That is why they are called sun catchers or light catchers you know once it it changes it's not the color that you have that i have bought before i made the bird before i cut that whole 2 by 2 sheet of glass when i cut and i design and i make a suncatcher and once light passes through it it is a completely beautiful color and with the first rays of sun that falls on it you will see it spreading on your floor on your wall so that is why it is very popularly known as suncatcher it is not my term it is a term commonly used by all stained glass artists throughout the world and have kept it that way. So that people who know about stained glass associate uh, with this word sun catches. They know what they are buying. And a lot of people these days know what original stained glass is, thankfully.
0: I can just imagine. I mean, I think... Even in different, so during different hours of the day with different um, intensities of the sunlight, kind of color that is going to spread through the room that is also going to have different,
1: you know, different emotions evoke in you yes definitely I have so many of my photos if you see even on Insta Mojo the the product photography that I uh, do uh, most of them I have done it against light so that people know when they see the product that what effect it has Mm -hmm. on the wall for example we have two beautiful um, designs in Hot Air Balloon which are up on Insta Mojo people can buy from there and there I have shown that it has about 26 colors and all those 26 Twenty six oh. colors falling onto the wall, you know the product and that uh, particular photo that I'm talking about is uh, that product is listed with that photo on Insta module, mm-hmm. so that people know that it is what kind of colors are thrown into your room, into your home, in onto your walls, into your garden, into your balcony when sunlight passes through it.
0: Okay, so Saras, I would really like to ask you something. Yes. Because you're in the art field, and I think a lot of our other um, artists or small business uh, people who, you know, want to sp- sell products in this field, something yes. that really does come up a lot is, how do I price my art? How do I put a price on it where what I think it deserves and what a se- what a buyer is willing to pay? How do I make sure that that, you know, comes to like a
1: synergy? So a lot of points in that honestly first you have to evaluate your own work what do you think about your work how what would you rate your work as to know the value of your own work the best person to the, to know the value of your own work is you but when it comes to pricing the first thing is you go to people and who are not your friends never go to your friends asking them how your work is your friends will never be honest They want you to be happy. They don't care about your work. Go to people who are into art, who have had experiences. Ask them, how do you think this product that I've designed is? Do you think it has value? I started it that way. This is not about validation. This is about opinion from experienced people. You know, yeah, it's an expert advice from people that are probably I would as a lawyer uh, say third party. They have nothing to do with you. They are looking into your design and your product. Second, I would uh, say this is very impromptu. This is what I have been through. This is what I have experienced. What I would say, these are not must-dos. This is what I'm talking about my experience. Then the mundane things come. What are the price of the raw material? How much have you spent? How much have you spent in making one product? Will it get easier if you make 10 products at a time? you know those prices, honestly, uh, that what are you putting into it, you have to set a labor price for yourself. If you have a team to begin with, you have to take an account of per day labor prices for them as well, or per hour, if you are breaking down to hourly basis helps a lot, how many hours are you putting in into your work? So a labor price, and plus a value, you know, because you are giving something unique that people have not seen. It is an experience that you are giving people. It's not a product. You are an artist. You are not a manufacturer. And I've seen on Insta Mojo, it's mostly artists. People who, have, who are using their yeah, their hands to create something, something unique. It's, it's not manufacturing. So give it a level up that you have put in your your mind and your hands into it. You know, so and everyone's uh, honestly everyone's experience, raw material, um, material to work with, medium of work is different. So, but don't undervalue your work just to cut costs. I would say, don't do that. Don't underprice. People will eventually know your value. There are uh, so many ways today that you can brand and market your artwork. Show people how you work work on it. Show people what goes into it. Show people why this is unique. I think that's what the build-up of an artwork or a brand requires. And then you price it accordingly.
0: Okay. I think I would like to deviate a bit now and talk about the workshops that you do. So what was your motivation behind starting these workshops?
1: Uh, No motivation. I have been a teacher. I love teaching. (laughs) I I used to um, teach um, criminal law especially domestic violence cases, 498A under IPC, to uh, um, uh, police officers and a lot of organizations. I have been teaching since I was 21 years old, give legal help to a lot of organizations, teaching them basic laws. I think the teacher in me never really took a backseat. So when I uh, knew after two years of learning, practicing, making, selling my glasswork, I just wanted to get back to teaching. And that's how we are. It's it's plain and simple. And I realized, I also realized because you asked such a beautiful question, what was my motivation? So there was absolutely no motivation. It was just that I was doing, I was teaching earlier, I wanted to teach in a different medium, which I'm practicing today.
0: But what a jump, like the jump in universes and the fact that there are some definitely transferable skills, right? The way you taught there and that's why you can explain so well now, you can explain the concept so well, clearly articulate the process. I really think that, as you said, right,
1: your wish to teach has paid off even though you've changed fields. Yes, and uh, I would like to rate myself uh, very high on teaching. Uh, there, uh, When we sell products, all businesses, uh, somehow, somewhere, there is a miscommunication or misunderstanding between the customer and the artist. Uh, although it has always got resolved in our cases, there have been disputes. Uh, but there is not a single student who was not satisfied with my teaching. And I'm so proud of it. I'm absolutely proud of it. I've made friends for life after they came to learn this two day beginners workshop. And uh, someone told me the other day, someone came just last month and she told me she has written a Google review about my teaching. And I said, really, what is that? And she said, oh, you give reviews. I said, yeah, but I never knew that Glasshopper had. She said, if you are on Google, everyone will give you. And I actually went there and I uh, read and I had no clue that people were reviewing Glasshopper on Google. I mean, you can imagine the height of stupidity uh, about, uh, you know, internet that I, I, I go through. I'm stupid. I don't no, know most of the things. I so. really don't
0: think that's the term you should use. Definitely <laughs> not. Because anything but stupid, the way I think the painstaking process that you're telling me behind this art form, you can't, stupid is nowhere near it. Just maybe your marketing skills need some polishing, but I really do think oh, a a wonderful job.
1: Yeah, because uh, honestly, marketing, branding has uh, never, that bug has not bitten me being a little bit old school, I just focus on my work, everything will follow. But I that, just tell myself st- the
0: Google reviews, have said <laughs> so. they love you as a teacher.
1: Yeah, I love teaching, and uh-huh. that is one thing I will never fail at. I won't. You had also written this somewhere that handmade is beautiful,
0: and there's so much emotion in that statement. So, if you could just tell us your viewpoint of what you feel about that.
1: Imagine creating something with your hands that uh, it's like uh, delivering a baby or uh, coming up with an idea that will change the world. It is as good as that, however small it is. However, uh, after six months, you might feel that shit, it was so ugly when I made it first time. But when you actually made it first time, it meant the world to you. So I think every piece made put where you we are putting your effort through your design your con concept in in your mind on paper and then creating it with your two hands is um, is definitely precious. It's um, like being able to cook your first dish successfully. Yeah. <laughs> yes why not? I mean everything it's like making your first chai for someone <laughs> or for yourself. It's anything uh, made done by hand is rewarding. You are putting you're you're creating something that that creation is what gives you a high. So handmade is beautiful and throughout mediums, across the globe, whatever your medium is, it's it's wonderful
0: this was such a beautiful conversation thank you so much Saras and I thank really you, urge all our listeners to please visit Glasshopper's website and check out her beautiful beautiful designs thank you so much Saras for being a part. thank of this you podcast.
1: Rahi this was really nice talking to you and I am glad you thought of inviting me I am really thank thankful and thank you to Insta Mojo team as well some key things that I took away from
0: this conversation would be as a creator you need to have more faith in yourself What you do will never be an exact replica of someone else's work. Get inspired, learn from others, and then take the leap. You'll make mistakes. You may hate some of your work later down the line, but what is important is that you stay consistent and you do what your heart calls you to do. Another very practical insight, especially for handmade artists, was that before you release your product, do test runs and not with your friends, but with strangers. Make it a practice to get your product demo shown to an expert in the field, for an honest and critical opinion. Thank you so much for doing this with us, Sarus. You truly put the mojo in Instamojo. And a big thank you to all our listeners. You can find Glasshopper's website details in the description below. You can also attend workshops by Sarus to try your own hand at this intense art form. The links are in the description. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of Mojo Maker's podcast by mojo Tune in next Saturday to listen to our next episode. See you.